Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we discuss Michigan's recent international recruiting success, Wolverines in the MLB draft, the school's new president, summer basketball workouts, and more coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, we're talking here late Tuesday morning, July 19th, and let's not bury the lead. Let's get right to it. Aaron got married last weekend, uh, as we previewed in the last podcast, so it's only right that we do a recap, just like we do you know, during the football season with the games. Uh, so yeah, beautiful ceremony, fun reception. Uh, blue moons were consumed by me. Zook had something that included a splash of lemonade. I know that. <laughs> uh, Vodka soda yeah. with a splash of lemonade, baby. There you go. Uh, Aaron, did you, did, did you soak it in or, or was it kind of a blur or somewhere in between? Yeah, somewhere in between. Like we joked afterward, like, you know, everything kind of flew by. Like the first time I asked about what time it was at night, it was like 10, 15. I'm like, oh my God, like we're <laughs> done already. Um, didn't drink enough. I think I had like two drinks the whole night. I was badly dehydrated by the end of it. I was like chugging water because I could feel uh-huh. it from all the dancing. But no, it was fun. Uh, I'm glad she didn't leave me at the altar and, yeah. and, uh, and Ron. So it was, no, it was a good time. I was glad, I'm glad you two were able to make it. Uh, everything went smoothly. It was a... Tonight, I won't forget. I think everything was perfect. You know, the from the weather to everyone making it, we didn't have any last minute disasters. <laughs> to the uh, best so man speech. Best <laughs> man speech. Yeah. My group chat was lighting up on that afterwards. Um, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. Well, you know, not drinking enough water, you know, is better than not maybe not drinking too much of something else, I suppose. Like this. So, you know, it all works out, I guess. But yes, uh, a good time. Welcome, welcome to the marriage club. Uh, I, I think, I think we actually have the perfect, perfect segue to, to talk Michigan football recruiting because, uh, you know, my wife and I are sit, sitting at the, uh, ceremony and we, we spot Zook, uh, coming towards us and he's got his MY backpack on. <laughs> I, 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 well, what is, what is going on here? Uh, but the guy had, had written, but, but not yet filed. He was in between, uh, you know, a, a story on on a commitment. One happened right right then and there, of course, as you were as you were heading uh, to to the reception. Um, tell us about that. Super. Yeah, I mean, well, first I I I, th- I saw it on my phone. I'm seeing a bunch of Twitter notifications pop up. Like, all right, I'm stuck in traffic, but I knew I was going to get there a little bit early. I'm like, all right, I should be able to have time to to get the story up and get it done before the the ceremony. And then I was having internet issues. There was no service to use my hotspot. So I was able to write the story, but not publish it. 
Um, but yeah, Michigan got has gotten three commitments in the in the past week, and that one on Friday night was uh, a kid from uh, France, uh, Amaric Kumba, uh, six foot four, two hundred thirty pound edge prospect from France. Um, I mean, the the big thing about him, he's got uh, a seven foot one wingspan, um, really a, a massive human being uh, on the coming off the edge, um, and yeah, he, he's from from Paris, France. And a couple of days later, Michigan landed uh, another international prospect. This one, uh, Manuel uh, Beidel, uh, six foot five, two hundred eighty-two pound defensive lineman from Germany in the twenty twenty-four class. Um, so he only had one other offer at this point from CMU. Michigan actually offered both these guys at camps this summer. They're they're both part of this uh, PPI recruits program founded by former NFL player Brandon uh, Collier. Um, and, and during the summer, they come over, do some camps in, in front of college coaches. And obviously they, they impressed uh, coach Mike Elston enough to, to land some offers. So yeah, Michigan's got a little bit of uh, some buzz on the recruiting trail here, but I think that the big name that, that they landed um, earlier last week was, you know, at a six foot five, 260 pound defensive line prospect prospect out of Texas who now becomes the, their top ranked commit in the in the 2023 class at number 119 overall in the 24/7 Sports Composite. Uh, he had about 30 offers, chose Michigan over uh, other finalists, Alabama, Michigan State, and Stanford. So a huge get for the Wolverines, especially considering it seemed like throughout most of Etta's recruitment that the Spartans were the team to beat. So I mean, he's a guy that had 21 and a half freaking sacks last year. So. Sounds like he could definitely get after the quarterback. There's a common thread among these three guys. You mentioned international students and or the international guys from different countries. And part of me wonders, maybe this is a discussion to have in maybe next pod or even now, but like you start to wonder if the Michigan coaching staff is going to start to go in that direction. Because remember this time last year, David Ajabo, uh, you know, similar situation, uh, Ford's, uh, you know, from a different country, came over here. Um, and I don't know the citizenship status of these guys or everything else where that falls. But remember, David Ajabo couldn't capitalize on on, on, on NIL. Uh, that was a big deal then. So I wonder if this is where Michigan's coaching staff is going to focus their efforts, at least temporarily. Um, because as we've talked about in weeks past, NIL has been hurting Michigan. And I wonder if this is their way to try and uh, you know navigate around that and still get some of these maybe potentially high ceiling prospects. Yeah, you know that that is a good point, and yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly how how that how that works, but uh, it definitely. I know Mike Elston has a history of, of recruiting overseas, even when he was with Notre Dame. So I know Michigan hasn't done that so done that as much recently. Uh, I know the the latest was Julius Wellstroff, um, also who was part of this PPI recruits program. So out from Germany, and and uh, Beigel is also from Germany. So I mean, there's a. Uh, there's some connections there. And, and like you say, yeah, mission needs to fill out their classes somehow. So if, if they're not getting guys in, in, uh, in the United States, might as well have to look elsewhere. And uh, I mean, it, it's tough to say there's, there's basically no film from this Bible guy, except for a couple of clips that Collier posted on his Twitter page. So it's kind of tough to tell what these guys are bringing to the table. Uh, but he says that they would both be top 150 prospects if they were playing in America. So uh, again, a little bit probably more project types because football is not as big or overseas as it is here. But um, if, that, if they see the athleticism is there and they feel like they can mold these guys into strong college and possibly NFL players, 
uh, might as well take a chance. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, Ojabo, you know, yes, grew up, you know, born in Nigeria, moved to Scotland, but then did play, you know, at least a couple of years of, you know, high school football in, in America. Uh, Welshoff, as you mentioned, um, and, you know, came right from Germany, if I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly. And then these, uh, these other three, what it's a mix. We've got a couple that are playing in the United States or at least set to this coming season. So yeah, Edda has played in the United States. Um, and, uh, Beigel is, uh, slated to play in, uh, Connecticut, at um, uh, Choate Rosemary Hall, uh, a, a, a program, one of the top programs in the Northeast. Mission mm-hmm. landed a, a three-star defense or offensive tackle out of there a couple of years ago, uh, Tristan Bounds. So there's a connection there. So yeah, he he should be getting some uh, some uh, U.S. flavor, football flavor in him, and better competition here in the next two years. So we'll see how he can develop with with two years of uh, American football under his belt. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, it could be yeah, the the NIL could certainly be a factor. It could be I don't know if you have the resources, of course, to to do some of these this scouting and have you know connections. Um, yeah, you maybe can find some some gems that other schools are are overlooking. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to talk. To, I'm supposed to talk to this uh, Collier guy this week too to get some more uh, uh, for a, a feature on a couple of these guys. And um, I know he he's helped land a lot of scholarships for international players and seems like he's pretty high on, on both the guys that Michigan landed. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. But yeah, it will be interesting to see what he has to say about, about these guys. All right. Well, you know, we've been talking about the lack of commitments. It's, it's picked up lately if from, uh, you know, unexpected uh, places. Oh, one more thing before we move on is yeah. Last four commits now have all been defensive linemen. So it, hmm. it seems like Mike Elston is finding his groove here on the trail for Michigan. So they're uh, yeah, they, they didn't really, they had one, um, defensive lineman in the 2023 class heading into what a week or two ago and and now they're they're pretty stacked at at that position so they're they're definitely building some momentum especially on the defensive side of the ball up front yeah it's important to point out too you know Edda is now michigan's highest ranked uh, recruit for the 2023 class he's a four-star kid top 120 nationally according 24 7 so he now kind of replaces that raylan wilson spot as the the highly rated uh, part of the class and Michigan's now moved up. I think they're in the fifties. Last time we checked in, they're now, uh, I think 35 nationally with the recruiting class. Not, not great, but better than they were <laughs> definitely better than they were. So the major league baseball draft is happening right now. I think today, Tuesday is the, is the final day. Is that right? Yes. So a few Wolverines have already been taken. Tell us about them, right? Yeah. I mean, one guy that I wrote about during the season kind of knew he was going to go pretty early and and he did. Uh, Clark Elliott, outfielder, um, he, he went number 69 overall uh, to the Oakland Athletics on the competitive competitive B balance round. I, I hate that. Like, why can't we just say, like, round one round of these competitive balance rounds are just a real pain in the butt to, to write. But anyways, yeah. 69th um, overall. I mean, yeah. you know, that is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's where I put my headline. It's just easier to, to <laughs> <laughs> and sneak sneak one of those in there. So anyways, yeah. Um, and then two more guys went on, on Monday. Um, Cameron Weston, right-handed pitcher, went in the eighth round to the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, Joe Stewart, uh, outfielder who played at Michigan State for his first four years, transferred to Michigan as a grad- graduate transfer 2022, had a stellar season, batted a team-high 349, added 13 home runs and 56 RBIs in 62 games. 
And then now he's a, a ninth round draft pick of the Los Angeles Angels. So almost uh, almost gave baseball up after his fourth year at Mission State. Um, his his senior year was really the only year he really contributed on the field for the Spartans. Had a job lined up uh, with AT&T in Dallas and, and was be ready to start his uh, post-baseball career, post-college career, and ended up saying, you know what? Still think I have some baseball left in me. And, and Eric Backage gave him a shot and – Definitely paid off for for the Wolverines and for Stewart. So good for him. And and yeah, we'll see if anyone else goes here uh, today. But yeah, that's uh, eight straight drafts that Michigan's had at least three players selected. Is is uh, yeah, Eric Backage was able to develop this program into uh, to produce a lot of MLB or at least pro talents from uh, from the North here. Uh, you know, we'll see. You know, ninth round picks. I'm not sure how many of them make it. You know, make it to the show, but. Uh, yeah, it's at least, you know, team believes in him to try to continue his career for at least uh, a little bit longer. Um, yeah, the one, the, the first player you mentioned, uh, Elliot, Elliot. Yeah, going to the A's. I mean, you kind of feel bad for them. Not a, uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, he's drafted, but uh, not the, uh, not the best organization in Major League Baseball. Let's put it that way. No, um, no, it is not. And they, I hey, feel like they've drafted a lot of uh, Michigan players over the last few years, too. As long as the paycheck clears, it, it shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, that that's that's a legitimate question with with the A's. So right. <laughs> um, we'll see. But uh, all right, yeah. So we've uh, we'll we'll stay tuned. Any any others potentially getting taken? It, it, it's tough to tell. At uh, I mean, there's there there is, but I mean, it's you just it's once you get past the the tenth round in the MLB, it's like. You you take your uh, risk drafting a guy a junior or something or if like this Willie Weiss guy uh, pitcher for Michigan last year he's, he's transferred to Clemson but he's draft eligible like if if he gets drafted will will he go or will he go to mm-hmm. Clemson for another year or two so um, kind of tough to tell but we'll see I, I definitely think there's a possibility if they if they leave for the pros who knows I mean, there's always a chance that they they stay too for uh, for another year or two. Gotcha. Uh, since we recorded our last podcast, Michigan introduced uh, a new president, uh, Santa. is coming to town, Santa Ono. Um, he was at the University of British Columbia, um, where as president for the past six years. The four years before that, he was at he was Cincinnati's president, um, and he you know he has responsibilities far more important than athletics. But uh, this is a sports podcast, so I guess Aaron, you were there for his. Uh, press conference last week. You know what? What is your sense of what his hiring means uh, for Michigan athletics? Yeah, I, I don't think it's a negative. That's that's for sure. You know, I think you could categorize Mark Slussel as kind of absent from athletics. I, I think when he, you know, he needed to step in, he did, and when he help, you know, participate in those votes of the Big Ten and everything else, he did. But he has a lot of folks behind the scenes from the athletic department. I, I think they're happy with this change. Uh, Santa Ono, his, his history, at least, the University of Cincinnati was very um, pro-athletics. He was a big part of helping uh, or further you know, finance at the athletic department there. He was active in um, upgrading the uh, the football stadium, Nippert Stadium. Uh, they did some renovations at the basketball arena as well. So he's viewed as pro-athletics. Now, how that differs at Michigan remains to be seen because I think He's in two. This is a very different situation from the one he walked into at Cincinnati at the time. There, Cincinnati was still growing. They're trying to establish themselves in a, in a conference. Michigan's a little bit different. I think they're well established. They're well funded. I don't think funding is an issue at this point, but I do think 
it would help to get some more support just from from the administration. I think that's what they're looking for. Um, Ono certainly, I think, is going to provide that. You know, he he gave a couple of good lines about his plans. He wants to go to football games. You know, he mentioned that when he was at the University of Cincinnati, he he often went to football games. He was crowd. There's videos of him crowd surfing in the in the football stadium with the students. So he's very active. He's 59 years old. Uh, certainly doesn't look like it. Uh, he looks. He's. I think he's younger for for his age. Uh, still very active. Uh, he wants to be a part of athletics. Now he complimented athletic director Ward Manuel several times now. Um, so I, I don't think we, you know, I don't think there's any changes coming down the line because oft, oftentimes, you know, we've talked about this in other jobs too. And when a new, uh, whether president or AD comes in the board, comes into power, they like their own guys there. So I, I you know, Ward Manuel just signed their extensions. So I don't think he's going to go anywhere anytime soon. There seems to be some good uh, mojo there. I complimented Jim Harbaugh. So I, I think you're going to see Santa Ono around quite a bit. He's active on social media. He's already he already tweeted a photo of himself and his wife um, at, at, in the inside the big house over the weekend. Uh, so I think it's pro athletics. Now I, I don't know how much of an influence he's going to have in some of those those you know I- interesting topics going on right now, transfer portal and and NIL. Um, he doesn't have much experience with NIL. Obviously, coming from the University of British Columbia, it's just kind of a different ball game there. Athletics aren't exactly as emphasized. Um, and when he was at UC, it was per, you know, obviously pro or pre NIL. So mm-hmm. we'll see here. Um, you know, he he want, he said on multiple occasions he wants Michigan to be competitive and uh, you know active in the Big Ten. Well, they already are. So I don't know how much more you can get. But obviously, a lot of folks are asking about NIL. You know, we spoke to some of the regents afterwards. I think they want to see more, you know, uh, support from the administration with that regard. So we'll see. I, I don't think it certainly hurts the athletic department. And I think best case scenario, it, it certainly is going to, I think, help too. Yeah. I think those in the athletic department would prefer someone who, you know, doesn't uh, meddle and, you know, maybe get in their way, but also, um, you know, is supportive. And it seems like he, he will probably strike that balance, uh, uh, you know, with here, here at Michigan. Um, does not take over until it middle of October. Yep. Yeah. Old yeah. Michigan football's record be by then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fair question can for, you know, to be discussed uh, at, a, at a future pod, no doubt. All right. We said we'd do a little, a little basketball uh, talk as well. You know, summer workouts are underway and, you know, on the men's side, um, you know, they're still waiting for, for a couple of guys to actually take the court. Uh, you know, Yusef Kayet uh, is playing for the Lebanese national team. Um, they're in a tournament uh, right now. Um, the Asia Cup uh, in Indi- Indonesia. Um, so that, that'll run through this week. Um, you know, they continued to then play in other events kind of throughout the summer into the fall. Uh, but the plan is for him to get to Ann Arbor um, sooner rather than later, you know, in, in time to have some practices before uh, the team goes on their overseas trip. Part of me thought he would just maybe maybe meet him, meet him there in, in, you know, Greece or France, wherever they're going first. But, um, you know, that that's mid August is when they're, they're leaving on that trip. So, uh, the plan, yeah, is for, for Kayette to the freshman to, to arrive on campus and practice a little bit and, and play in those games. 
Um, Joey Baker, the transfer from Duke, is still rehabbing from hip surgery. He's on the court. He's shooting. He's present, but he's not He's not a, really a, a practice participant, has not been cleared for any contact yet. Uh, the, the exact timeline of that is, is not known. Um, you know, whether he'll play in these games overseas is, is to be determined. Um, you know, Phil Martelli mentioned to me last night, like, you know, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get with some of the facilities, you know, in these other places. And if, you know, they feel like the court's maybe not perfect, you want to risk it with the guy who's coming off a hip surgery. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see about that, but, uh, other, other guys have looked, looked good. I mean, uh, Martelli mentioned Kobe Bufkin right away. Um, which is, which is great news for, for Michigan fans, given, you know, what they lost in the backcourt and, uh, you know, the expectation that Bufkin can, can step in as a sophomore and, um, you know, fill Eli Brooks's spot in the starting lineup. Um, you know, he had good things to say about the, the two guys who, you know, applied for red shirts after last season, Will Cheddar and Isaiah Barnes, um, you know, both could be in the mix for, for some actual playing time this year. Um, you know, and then I asked him about the freshman, all of a story coming on them, uh, probably tomorrow more in depth, but, uh, yeah, he likes what he's, he's, he's seen from them. I mean, Jed Howard, uh, in particular is going to be, is going to be someone who will, who will compete for, for a starting spot. Um, you know, Doug McDaniel and, and, and Terrace Reed figure to be, you know, backups at their, uh, respective positions, point guard and, and center, um, Michigan is, is set there with some veterans, but, um, you know, they can provide some depth, uh, Greg Glenn, maybe more of a log jam at his position. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's uh, again, he's he's a solid, you know, prospect as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of new faces on the court for Michigan, but um, they'll get the, they'll get 10 extra practices. The NCAA allows that as part of, uh, you know, when you go on these overseas trips. So that'll be that'll be big for them. Um, and then, you know, then the bonding that actually happens on these trips, I think, is very important. The games themselves, eh, you know, not so much. When's the Wolverine Confidential crew going on their overseas trip? This is a uh, this is a good question. I mean, Aaron's Aaron's going on his own, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, we're not uh, we're not invited on that one. Where would you guys want to go overseas? I mean, I've been I have been to Greece, where they're one of the spots they're going, and that was that was that was awesome. Um, so I don't know places that I haven't been yet that I'd like to go. I've never been to Australia. That's um, that's certainly on my list. I've always wanted to go to Italy. I've not been to Italy. Michigan's football team went before I was on the beat, so I didn't have the opportunity to go on that trip. Um, but Italy would probably be the top of the list. Zook? Uh, so I've been to Europe, so I mean, I'd like to do a little Hawaii action. I've never been to Hawaii, so it seems like a little island hopping. I've been strongly recommended. Too, too, too many uh, de- deadly animals in Australia for me, man. I just <laughs> snakes, spiders could get beat up by a kangaroo like you know there's just too many things going on there and the in the flight like what like a 20 hour flight oh yes it's a long way no doubt all right well we've got the michigan football team taking its trip much you know staying staying in the state of of michigan coming up here so we'll have have some coverage of of that any more commitments uh and all other wolverines news on mlive.com slash wolverines thanks for listening